0: hello everybody this is dan i'm aj <laughs> and marky and you are listening to the movie council podcast is that not is that not good or what? no it's, it's, it's it always <laughs> it cracks fun. me up yeah it's because
2: we we say what we're gonna do right before we do it and then as soon as it starts we all freeze up we
1: it. wait which yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh, yes, you're listening to the Movie Council podcast, the podcast that can and probably will save the world. That's right. Uh, we are back this week. We're doing one of our, our, our favorite topics, the, uh, the, the pick a movie topic. We got three great ones this week. And uh, interestingly, we just found out off mic, uh, all three of us have seen all three movies. So uh, well... We'll be able to all kind of dive into these. So uh, before we get into that, we get a couple things. things. Uh, first of all, we can see how everyone's doing. AJ, how the hell was your week? How you doing, man? What's happening? Well, <clears throat> I'm doing okay. We're shorthanded at work, so it's kind of a pain in the ass, but... Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I get no Saturdays off because I work with the public, and we're, we have a Saturday hours, so that sucks. And we record on Fridays, that so sucks. that's all right. That's all right. I'm doing good. I, I'm you know gainfully employed. That's not a dig. That's not right? A <laughs> I get you. I get you. Oh, it burns from here.
1: <laughs> I got a job. Oh, that's
0: all. That's all I can. I, I just thank. Thank, my, thank the Lord every day. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thank the Lord that I don't believe in every day for that. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I'm taking it everybody tonight. Yeah, you really are. You going? You guys? No, I'm ahead. not religious. I'm right? you just <laughs> assume that I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm from just, yourself. <laughs> I think that, no, because his his, dad, his dad's a, uh, a preacher.
2: Uh, he's not a preacher.
0: He's not a preacher. Or- he's a, he a got ordained. He's a reverend. He's not, he's not right? even a reverend.
2: He got ordained online so he could be the officiant for my wedding. But, oh. he,
0: but, but he's, he's
2: religious, yeah, they, right? It, and very that's religious, like, yes. Right, yeah.
0: right. So, all right, he's not a preacher, right? I, I, I no. went a little too far there. <laughs> he's a rabbi, you asshole. <laughs> I thought he was actually a shaman. <laughs> hey. <laughs> a surprising appearance by Minaj.
2: Yeah. Um, so he's, he's not a shaman, is uh, Not that I'm aware of. No. <laughs> Maybe one day he'll like show me to a secret room and like tell me that we come from a long line of shamans mm. and it's my birthright. That I don't think so, though. I, you know, I've been everywhere in that house. I think I would have noticed a shaman's yeah. dungeon.
0: Yeah, if you had one of those big underground auditoriums from like uh what was yeah. that movie with uh with Issa Camille? Ray, Lovebirds yeah. is that what it's called <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: Robes yeah, think, and chanting. I think I and all would that. have
0: noticed one of those. Mm-hmm. But uh other than that, Mark, actually how how was your week? How how you been? It's been good.
2: It's been slow. Um slow for me at work uh, is is nice because you know my job entails a lot of traveling so when it's slow that means i'm uh working from home more or less mm-hmm. so i haven't left the house in like a week and a half for work um was in neosho missouri last week that's the last backwater town i've seen and yeah. uh I was going to go to Texas soon but like I is think.
0: that where you saw uh Doctor Strange? That is. Yeah, yes. that tiny little
2: theater. I sent yeah, you a picture. Sent of. me a picture of that theater. I was like You wow. know what what you couldn't tell in that picture that tiny little theater was in a parking lot by itself and mm-hmm. the it was surrounded by woods except for to its left was like a steel mill. So
1: Jesus. Yeah, there it was an odd yeah. town.
0: <laughs> so yes, um yeah, when you sent me that pick, I, I literally thought you took a time machine to get yeah. to that fucking movie theater. I was surprised by the inside though. I mean they had electric
2: reclining faux I, leather seats and they served right? beer and shit.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So yeah. But, all right, good to hear. Uh so uh like I said, we got a couple things before we uh dive into the topic. First one, boys, is uh we got another email from nice. uh from the young Daniel Sherry are uh, are growing to be my favorite listener i gotta i gotta tell you yeah and he uh he writer. sent us an email and he said uh, uh hello gentlemen dp mentioned that the big bang theory was his guilty pleasure tv show does anybody else have a guilt guilty pleasure tv show they watch or used to watch so uh marky how about how about yourself do you have any guilty pleasure tv shows um
2: I guess currently, one I'm watching uh, a new season just came out on Netflix. I don't know where it originally airs, one of those other channels before Netflix gobbles it up. Mm -hmm. But it's called Outlander, and Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, a chick show. But Mm -hmm. I'm five seasons in, and I'm still watching it. Just committed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's interesting. It's uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's. it starts out by following around this woman that's her time frame is like in the 1940s, I think Uh, no fifties, sixties, something like that in England. And she's married to the Scottish dude and she accidentally travels back in time to the like mid 1700s in Scotland. So then there's like, Uh. yeah, she meets this guy there that she ends up having, I guess what you call an affair, but you're traveling back in time though. So is it,
0: Right? Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> she gets pregnant. She goes forward in time, delivers that baby back in her normal years, you know, the 1950s mm-hmm. or whatever. Spoiler alert. Sorry. That's like season 1. <laughs> right. Um she travels back and forth quite a bit. She figures it out. She figures out how to. But it's right. I don't know, it's pretty interesting. There's, you know, there's enough violence in it to like
0: keep me interested. Right. Um <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead. It's based on a book series, and uh, the books I started to oh, try to sense. read. I started to try to read the first book. It's basically porn, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a dude, lot of there's a lot of sex in it. There's young a lot adult of porn. Yeah, yeah. The uh,
2: the main <laughs> male character is just this super jacked, ripped Scottish dude it's always yeah. like tearing <laughs> off her clothes and ravishing her and shit. Yeah,
0: and that's exactly what he oh, does geez. in the book too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, I didn't. I did not know. Like I've seen, like you know, the thumbnail of that on mm-hmm. random streaming services. I had no idea it was that bad. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, Margie. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm committed now. I can't give up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey AJ, how about yourself? You get any guilty pleasures that you watch? So uh, nothing currently per se. And now that um, Margie is mentioning Outlander, I did think of one. But as I was thinking of this uh, today, I realized that like I like some like niche sh- competition type shows, not the singing ones or America's Got Talent, but like mm-hmm. top like Top Chef, right? Okay. Um, and then this one that was on Sci-Fi called Face Off with these aspiring makeup artists. <sighs> his, I, I loved that. that show. Yeah. Too. yeah. So That's that kind of was I watched a few seasons of that. So that I watched I watched the entire run of that yeah. of that show, beginning to end. But when when Marky was saying Outlander, there was one total trash TV that I watched. And actually, I couldn't get to the end. It just devolved into such like nonsense by the end was Nip Tuck. Uh,
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I remember that one. I never watched that
0: either, but I do remember. It it devolved into such trash. It's like these two, you know, uh, cosmetic surgeons. And, you know, uh, uh, it's just it just gets ridiculous. They do, like, this, like, you know, surgery of the week sort of thing, like, at first. And then it's just, it becomes just nonsense eventually. <laughs> Sounds but Yeah, lovely. that was another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for me, like I said, like, I willingly admit to loving, like, those, like, cheesy basic cable shows you know like burn notice and leverage and shit like that i i love those those aren't even guilty pleasures i admittedly love those but i do have one i i hate admitting this but like when it was originally airing like night new episodes came out we were fucking on the couch watching every episode of jersey shore oh shit (laughs) all right that that's trash <laughs> yeah but we fucking watched this shit out of church Shore.
2: well they they <laughs> they tapped into something special there because they knew what it, it worked, was man it was a yeah. train wreck every episode and you couldn't look away
0: yeah it, it was great like it, the first season happened and it was kind of getting big and we initially were like we're not going to get sucked into this ridiculousness and then we saw one episode, and that's all it fucking took. Mm. <laughs> and we were fully in, and watched every episode after
2: that. Wow. So, fully wow. uh, every episode, as in, I mean, there was multiple
0: seasons, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we watched it through the season. Like, there's been a couple recently. Like, they kind of did a reboot a couple years back, and uh-huh. we didn't get into those ones. But like the original run, we saw them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ouch. Um. And one other thing I want to bring up, because I want to just apologize to the listeners and to you guys, because had I remembered this last week, you guys really could have had a fucking field day on me (laughs) and went to town because I totally forgot one of my Guilty Pleasure movies. One of the movies I watched that made me come up with the topic to begin with, and that was the movie Magic Mike. (laughs) oh shit, dp
2: (laughs) i'm starting to see a trend
0: here it's actually not bad though like i know Uh it's it's just like shirtless dudes and it's definitely for the chicks but there is kind of a fun story and like this camaraderie between the guys it's it's actually not bad i i gotta say you should watch it it's pretty i don't know if i can (laughs) Mark, you, know watch, you do watch Outlander, so I do watch Outlander. Yeah. But that's that's one
2: Scottish guy that takes his shirt off. I don't yeah, want right. to. Yeah, not, not Dude. Right, one on Scottish, right. one Scottish guy who you're attracted to. Yeah, I don't want to be attracted to the whole. That's going to bring up too many mixed emotions.
0: Yeah, you're a one man man. That's right. I'm loyal. Ah oh, goodness, but yeah. So again, yeah, I I apologize because boy, especially if I brought that up last time. You guys could have really had a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Any Hoosiers. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a weird transition. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be weird because I want to talk about a movie right now uh, that that's coming out. And we're a movie podcast, and this, I think, is interesting movie news. So uh, uh, coming out in, I believe it's in September, is a movie called bros uh it is directed by uh the guy that directed forgetting sarah marshall uh, What's his name? Uh, nicholas stoller uh it's written by billy eichner and, and uh, nicholas stoller and it is uh it's a rom-com but it's a gay rom-com the two main characters in it are gay guys and it's just, you know, your typical rom-com, but it centers around a gay couple and it's written by, you know, a gay man. Uh, But, but here's the thing that kind of makes this interesting is this is going to be the first uh, like major studio release that the entire cast is made up of LGBTQ actors, Hmm. Like I everyone the straight roles, the gay roles, every role Damn. is played by uh an LGBTQ actor. So which I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw it, I watched the trailer it for interesting. it. That's pretty funny. Right? Yeah. I Sarah hilarious. Marshall and Billy Eichner. Like those yeah. are funny motherfuckers. So yeah. Uh, I I I interested in seeing it already, but uh yeah, you know, like Jim Rash is in it, who is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Who's that guy? Uh, he's from from community community yeah he's the he's the uh the dean oh yeah (laughs) yeah he's good yeah he is
2: yeah no that that looks interesting i watched the trailer for it um because i saw the poster and then Mm. i i for some reason i guess because this hasn't really been done or at least not done very much maybe not done at all but the idea of the plot being Uh, Mm -hmm. you know a gay couple rom-com kind of thing so when I saw the poster my first thought it was kind of like the uh, I love you man right isn't that with uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jason Siegel is that his name and uh, I'll run Run. yeah so I thought it was going to kind of be like that And I was like well that's you know treading the water or you know same path or whatever Mm -hmm. and I watched the trailer having no idea what it was going to be about and I was like oh shit like this is different and even from the trailer it looks it looks quite funny man i love billy eichner uh billy on the street you ever watch this show dude of i course. did i fucking yeah. love billy on the
0: street it's fantastic
1: yeah. so but yeah no, i again
0: like I, I thought that's a it, the fact that it's kind of a historical movie in a sense yeah I think we should uh, bring that up and and again like i said uh, i i even speaking for the one who's not here, one of his all-time favorite movies is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sure even he will be excited about this movie. So, I think, uh, yeah, as a council, when that comes out, we should all i see it and review that. Yeah,
2: that'll be interesting. Mm. it'll It'll be it'll be
0: fresh to see some.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it's you. I mean, the plot sounds unique, and just like the cast and everything. Right. I'm hoping that I'm excited for it to be as it seems like it should be unique. And I'm, ex- mm. I'm excited to see something different as opposed yeah. to kind of like the same old, same old. Yeah,
0: because I, I heard an interview with Billy Eichner about it. And uh, he, he was saying how like, you know, relationships and like courtship is very different for gay mm-hmm. men than it is for like heterosexual couples so like just the the way it plays out it's going to be very different from your typical rom-com just because you know uh, that's just the way it is in the right. community so uh, i'm interested in watching that and you know seeing how they can make that funny and
2: this i mean i know a lot of that shit's uh to people that aren't used to it it's very bonkers the you know mm-hmm. some of the stuff um, my wife and I have this friend that, you know, he'll talk about some of his bumble dates sometimes and you're just like, whoa, what the, f-? or grinder dates. You're like, Jesus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christ, you went where to do
0: what? He's like, that's what you got to do. That's what's there. Yeah. Fucking A. So. Um, Any Hoosiers. So yeah. So I think that covers our news. And uh, I think it's about time to to kick into the movies we all picked for each other. Uh, uh, let's kick this off. Marky, you, the movie for AJ did you not I did it's called the last duel
2: that's the one that came to uh, streaming not too long ago they originally had a theatrical release Uh, I guess was this a 2022 or was it 2021 maybe 2021 2021 Um, and it's called the last duel because it's based off a a historical event uh, where the last Duel challenge, if you will, was conducted in France. Um, up until that time, it was legal in court to request trial by combat. And this is the last one, the last duel. So, you know, it's a civilization. Uh, AJ, you've seen it more recently than me. or I guess both you guys have. So maybe you can update me on the year and stuff. But, you know, it's a, it's a point in society and civilization where after this duel takes place, People are just like, whoa, shit! Like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Like, it, you know, it's fucking violent. It's gruesome. The guy gets dragged through the streets. Um, but the movie's interesting in the in the way I liked it a lot. The way that it's told, it is a bit drawn out, but I feel like it needs to be in the way that they they tell it. Um, the movie, the story is told from three different perspectives. Uh, the two main male ca- characters, Adam Driver and matt damon and then matt damon's wife her, her name is escaping right now Jodie comer yes um so first you hear the story through matt damon's perspective correct and then you uh see it through adam drivers and then finally through jody comer her perspective correct and uh, at, in the end seeing it through her perspective it almost says it like this is the real this is the real story because yeah. their stories are inflating their own egos, right? Painting themselves in the light to be good guys, yeah. noble guys.
0: Like the, the the title cards, like it said chapter one, the truth according to you know Jean, and then chapter two, the truth according to Jacques. And then the last one says the truth according to Marguerite. And then the according to Marguerite all fades away and it just says the truth. Right. So yeah, they definitely kind of hammer home that this is actually how it happened.
2: Yeah. And like I said, it's a bit drawn out, but I, I, I didn't mind that because after after seeing the the truth according to Adam Driver, I was like, oh shit, that's cool. And then like, even though you're kind of re- they're replaying the same scenes a bit, it's a uh, it was neat in the way that they twisted it in a sense that certain lines were spoken word for word, but from a different character. That's um, almost, it almost kind of plays into your, someone's own memory. Like people will forget things differently, but you guys have seen it more recently than me and AJ, I picked it for you. what did you think about the movie?
0: So I have mixed feelings about the last duel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys talked about uh, I'll address the first part because the first thing you guys talked about was the, you know, the title cards and stuff, you know, that sort of not so subtle telling me which one was the truth. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that because, you know, I, I, I think if you just leave it to the viewer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it might've been, you know, that might've been, it might've been more effective to me. I don't know. I, I, without even you, without Ridley Scott telling me that that was the truth, that was the one that I, that was, that was the one I was going with.
2: Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, when I saw all three, that was the one I was going with just based on my own, you know, F- based on everything. Feeling of I, these people, Yeah. Feeling of the people, of the three people. Um, I thought that the, it takes place during, I guess, I don't know European history very well, but the hundred years war, it's the thirteen hundred somewhere, right? It's like the late 1300s, like 1380s, right. basically. Right, yeah. right. And uh, the battle scenes are really cool. They do, it's very visceral. You can tell it's a Ridley Scott film.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and the duel at the end is really cool. Right. Um, and then I thought Jodie Comer did a really nice job. She was terrific, I thought, all throughout. Adam Driver, he's always awesome. I didn't love Damon, and I definitely didn't love Ben Affleck in this. Really? The freaking blonde hair and the silly outfits. I I liked them. He felt like a caricature to me, almost. Um, And Damon, I don't know, whoever was the hairstylist for this movie, too, with the mullet on Damon and the blonde hair on Affleck, I was like, oh, come on, guys. First, I didn't even know it was Affleck. I'm like, what's in the blonde hair? But anyway, so I didn't love that. And the goatee. Um, yeah, and the goatee. Yeah, I, 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 so I didn't love all of that, and you know, obviously, Marky When I was, you know, visiting you in Charlotte, we saw a, a black and white film from 1950 called Rashomon, which employs a very similar storytelling technique. Oh, you're right. Yeah, of um, you know, and there's a rape in that one too. So there's a yeah. rape in the film Rashomon, and it's told from actually four different perspectives versus the three here in the Last Duel. Um, and so it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, copying that because I feel like it was very original, the way Kurosawa did that back in 1950. And lots mm-hmm. of people are going to copy a film like that. You know, it, it paved the way for things. Um, but in Rashomon, they don't tell you which one you should believe. Right. You, you just sort of, you understand which one you should believe by the end, you know? Right. And... Um, yeah, so I think that didn't that didn't work for me, but I did think a couple of the performances were really nice, like Comer, Adam Driver. Some of the yeah, side, she's great. Yeah, some of the side characters were actually pretty pretty good, and uh, I did like how they framed like um, so you know when 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 Damon's telling his characters telling the story, you're getting that, and you, somebody one of you guys mentioned that the the, the e, it's coming from their ego, you know, sort of like. Right. It's playing that way. And I like that. I like that. Damon, you know, he seems like the, the gallant, you know, uh, um sticking up for my wife and this guy wronged me. And he was always right. like this, you know, he was my friend and he, he's taken what's what's rightfully mine. And, and then, you know, when driver's telling it, he's like, you know, Yeah, she was coming. She wanted it the whole time. Like he, he's like, oh, she's staring at me. She's totally staring at me. Like I like that whole thing. And then when when um Margarita Jodie Comer's character is telling it, you know, Matt Damon's a cold husband. She didn't enjoy like you know, you know, sex with him or anything. You know, it was like a very cold relationship. He was just doing it for the dowry. And then you know, and then even even when you watch with the subtitles on. Like the scene when it's Adam Driver's um, story, you know, you see the words like when he's when he's raping her moaning, moaning from both. And then when you see it from, from comber's perspective, it's like gasping and groaning and, you know, like, yeah, and screaming, you know, Oh, that mean? was
2: yeah, the the. So the rape scene plays out in all three
0: stories, I guess. No, but just two. Just two. Matt just Damon Adam, wasn't around.
2: Sure, sure. Adam Drivers and then Jodie Comers. Right. Um, yeah. Adam Drivers, it you know, it still doesn't feel good uh, no. watching it, but you you know, it, it comes off as more of like a, a it, running high place. It was thing. the
0: old no means yes excuse. R- ex- exactly. right. <laughs> right, right, right.
2: And then when you see it from her perspective, you it's like hard to watch, You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, that's just Fucking disturbing
0: Right, oh, totally And, and you know um, So some of it I liked And some of it, I don't know I, I guess I would have th- changed Tweaked some of it or, or maybe some of the casting didn't work at, at all times for me But overall, you know I thought it was enjoyable I, I did enjoy my time watching And to your point, Marky You know, it does get dragged out a bit It's kind of drawn out a bit mm-hmm. And it is a long film um i don't know 225 something like that yeah so you know it does take a while to get there but they're telling three different stories i do like where they start each one like i mm-hmm. liked all that you know and then you sort of get the you find out like when adam driver's telling the story they're like yeah him and the affleck character is super buddy buddy and like Right, and they just and 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 uh, Affleck's character just wants to screw. He just can't stand. He just can't stand Damon's character. He just,
2: oh yeah, he hates
0: like, him. He, he hates his guts. Do anything because he's because he's, he's no fun.
2: Right. Yeah, Matt Damon's all about like the honor and the chivalry of everything, and he's so formal. And yeah. uh is like drunk and fuck. Yeah, yeah, Affleck's character is like a governor or something, and yeah, yeah and he's just like lighten up, like it's, yeah. just have fun.
0: And they do have this scene after he comes back from. Pa- Damon's character comes back from Paris, and he he uh, comes into some I don't know some banquet or something they're having,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and Driver's character doesn't call him sir after he's been knighted, and they have this whole exchange that's really tense, right? And uh, I thought that was really cool, like the way yeah. that you know, like
2: you will call tr- me sir,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was that that sort of like showed exactly who each character was,
2: right, in yeah, that moment,
0: encapsulated just in that scene
2: from my, and, uh, from a per- performance perspective, i I thought Matt Damon did great. I mean he was yeah. uh he's that type of character when he comes on screen, you're like, "Oh shit, here it comes." like what's he going to do next?" just because he he was he was walking around at a nine and like anything set him off. Or he'd, he'd come into the scene at a 10 and just yeah, started yeah. start fucking going off.
0: Right. Like, Cause he, he was always, he always felt like he was being wrong. Like he was doing everything yeah. he could for his country and, 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 you know, fighting, fighting for the King and, and he was being screwed out of things. And that's yeah. why he, that's why he was ratcheting up all the time.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. and I, I did like Affleck's performance. I mean, I was surprised okay. that I, I was surprised that I liked him. Um, same thing for me though i knew he was in the movie but i still didn't recognize him for right. the, uh, the first couple scenes um and he i don't know he, uh i thought it would rub me the wrong way because the, the hair is fake it looks so fake and everything but i don't know just like his his gluttonous behavior and like mm. all that just kind of was uh in, enjoyable to watch and that you know these people matt damon and Ben Affleck doing these roles that you don't normally see them in, and I think they did them well.
0: I think Um, that it's based on a book, but I think they co-wrote the screenplay as well. Damon, I would think
2: so. Usually, when they're together, that means they've been working on something behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they did. There was a third writer on there too, and they—I think they—they were were executive producers too on it. So they
2: were. Yeah, and I think uh, um, Matt Damon's mullet and his beard and (laughs) and his scar. I feel like that was also done in a, in a way to make him less attractive, you know, because his character is more or less ugly on the inside. And so they made him like ugly on the outside Mm -hmm. where, well, Adam driver was ugly on the inside, but he was, you know, pretty on the outside.
0: Right. That was mentioned a few times, you know, about how handsome he was.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Boy, he was, he was such a fucking narcissist. I guess, it, like, from his perspective, uh, I- and even down to when he was about to get fucking murdered for it, mm-hmm. he stood by the fact that, you know, she was asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, oh, he did. It, 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 it There was no brave. He was still hanging on to that she wanted it. Yeah. Even when he has a knife to his face and is about to die, still believed it because he was such a narcissist. Yeah. Oh, yeah big time and and the uh
2: the court the court proceeding was uh difficult to watch too because like the uh prosecutors i guess was what they were they were they were asking her like but you did find him handsome were you asking Mm -hmm. for it and like shit like that you know which is the same kind of sleazy shit that you would hear today from lawyers (laughs) They,
0: they even had a line where he said uh and well a pregnancy can't come from rape. That's just science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to enjoy. Oh
2: my, wait, you, have to enjoy wow. you have to enjoy. You have to enjoy the sex. Did you enjoy the sex? Yeah. You, do you the enjoy sex you with your pregnant. husband? Yeah, yeah. As if you enjoy the sex. Boy, yeah, as, they didn't
0: know shit in the 14th century. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking idiots.
2: And you know, not knowing. So this this was based on uh, a true story. And the, yeah. the outcome is accurate to what happened, but not mm-hmm. knowing my history before the movie started and Matt Damon, you know, request trial by combat. I mean, I, I, I was just as scared as Jody Comer and the other people in and, the, in the court, like, Oh shit, bro. Like that guy's a good fighter, man. What are you doing?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, but Damon had been like the more hardened, you know, soldier in battle. Right. You know, while Adam Driver was, you know, like, getting wasted and, you know, getting laid. And
2: and, and Ben Affleck kind of mentioned that at one point. He's like, because he had mentioned something about being worried. He's like, I'm worried about your friend talking to Adam Driver. He's like, yeah, like,
1: oh,
0: you, we, we mock. He's like, we man.
2: mock. Yeah, we mock. Uh, I forget. Is it Pierre or uh, yeah,
0: De Carouge or De Carouge? Yeah.
2: yeah, we mock him.
0: But, like, he has proven himself in the battlefield. Right. He got knighted and everything. Yeah. I thought it was odd, like he got night. Remember when he got knighted on the field of battle and like nobody
2: he's just for a, him?
0: He's just a dick to everybody. Right, like, shut right. up, shut up. I'm being knighted yeah. right now. Everyone, right. shut up. Yeah. Because the guy that got knighted before him, they everyone was whooping it up for him, you know? Yeah. And then Damien gets knighted and nobody just says a fucking peep.
2: Yeah. He, well, he did just...
0: tell them to shut up, so
2: <laughs> yeah. Just I think it just was a scene to show that like he's not. Well,
0: like yeah. he, he's a bit of a cunt too. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's
2: it's not just the the main characters in the film; it's everyone around him. Just finds him just detestable,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just kind of a shithead, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: but that battle at the end was intense, man.
0: Mm. That was uh the duel itself. Yeah, I thought the duel itself was great. Actually, like mm-hmm. they, they you was, didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, it, it was very those. back and see? forth. Very well. Was I thought was, I think Ridley Scott does a good job filming those sorts of scenes, like Gladiator. He employed similar sorts of things in the arena right. stuff, and I think that movie had some great scenes like that.
2: So I was reading up on uh, after I got done watching the movie. I know I looked into the the historical account on it, and mm. there is um, kind of uh, a, a debate on how it actually went. I mean, obviously Adam Driver's. That guy died. He was his body was dragged through the streets, um, but leading up to it, like because it was it was like a walled off event, kind of like how it was shown in the movie, where the peasants were like climbing the walls trying to get a peep, a peek. Mm. There was uh, like a traveling, uh, uh, not a bishop, but so, like someone from the church wrote down uh, a, a written account of what he saw, and there was someone else that like wrote it down. And those were both a little bit contradictory to each other. Like mm-hmm. one of them said that they did start on horseback and one of them said that they just started on foot. So, I mean, it's, but even still, like it was pretty accurate in the sense that they went toe to toe and they used whatever they had at their disposal until one of them died. And it, it claimed that both of them said, both those written accounts said that it did go to the ground and they were wrestling on the ground and one of them came up and the other one didn't. I, th- I thought they showed that kind of well in the movie because he ends yeah. up getting him through the fucking mouth with a with right. A long he pushes dagger. the back of his
0: head onto the head, dagger. Knees the back of his head into the onto plate. the dagger. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Brutal, but great. Yeah, very brutal, very uh, visceral. Um, I think you know that was definitely a highlight of the film. The the the, the uh, those sorts of scenes as the, the way they were filmed the way they were choreographed the way the yeah they played out yeah i enjoyed those parts of the movie quite a bit
2: and um Jodie comer's character um in the movie they have her like on a pedestal watching yeah and and uh i think the the real i mean it's i don't think that's for dramatic effect if i re- remember correctly and the historically that she was kept in like a cell somewhere which all
0: oh, like out of the way somewhere.
2: right yeah. right and was just told what happened after the fact but you know for a movie let's put her front and center so she watches all this shit absolutely
0: <laughs> so she'd be like am i gonna be hanged and lit on fire or am i gonna go yeah. <laughs> walk away from this because that was her punishment right if he lost if he lost, was gonna be set on fire <laughs>
1: yeah
2: because he was yeah, proving, proving to god, god that he was, yeah. that, that he was right so if he lost in battle that meant he was wrong right and that she was lying and for Correct. lying
0: she they were going to burn her burn, yeah, set her on fire yeah. <laughs> that is some terrible thinking like yeah. fucking <laughs> really the, that's, uh, even for the even for 1380 that's what yeah after all that Horrible. shit i think Come on. i think people
2: lost their appetite they're like you know yeah. what maybe we don't yeah. do this again yeah
0: maybe we find a more civilized form of justice <laughs> how about we call this the last duel maybe and then yeah, we just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah let, let's get not do lawyers this again. And shit. you know yeah let's not do this again <laughs> you know let's get some like yeah some some attorneys with funny wigs on and you know talk it out <laughs> so, yeah. um uh before we move on I, I do i have one complaint about the movie and, and and i know it's weird but but hear me out so like so the movie it like wants to be at least somewhat historically accurate you know mm-hmm. it's set in france in that time period and the clothing and everything is Time period appropriate. Why the fuck did everyone speak English? Right. Yeah, like that was my only thing. And I know, like, if it was all in French with subtitles, it would have kind of sucked. Like, I, you know, I'd much rather be watching the action than trying to read the subtitles. Yeah, but why but, can you both see American case, actors too? Yeah. And, well, and why bother having it set in France? If you just ask, if you're not gonna go completely accurate, at least, you know, like set it in the UK so it makes sense that everyone's speaking English right. you know like it, that's the only thing that bothers this,
2: me this happens you know in Hollywood uh, re- remember a movie called Enemy at the Gates and it was uh, mm-hmm. a World War II Russian sniper film and Jude Law played the oh, lead right. yeah, wow. with an English yeah. accent and mm-hmm. Ed Harris was the protagonist with, as a Nazi with an American accent so you know this yeah, stuff kind of comes about
0: speak English and it's weird so like I know it happens all the time but, like, there was so much accuracy in this movie with, like, right. you know, the costume design and, you know, the settings and everything. But they just didn't care about the... Did they the do British accent in the movie? Not they really, tried. No. They I mean, they tried to, but, like, I thought Affleck's was muddled. Yeah, was, I it, remember it, him it doing like a funny old thing. It was, like, old-timey accent, not yeah a British accent. It was... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think he can do one. I really don't. He did, like, a weird...
2: Like arist, like a uh, uh aristocratic kind of yeah, yes, thing with his... yes, with mm-hmm. his sm- His
0: whole smarmy attitude went along with yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. But
2: I feel like Damon so. just had a flat out American accent, didn't he? Uh,
0: Pretty much, yeah. I think that just sounded yeah. kind of old timey. And dr- yeah. I, Driver's American, right? I thought his accent mm-hmm. was yeah. probably the best of the bunches, right? As those three guys, I think Jody Comber might be British,
2: uh, yeah, or French, smart. maybe even.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think maybe
2: she's French. Yeah. Um, and you know, but this this happens. Uh, we yeah. mentioned Gladiator earlier, and like yeah, said,
0: a- I said, I wouldn't want to read subtitles watching this movie, especially right. like those battle scenes are fucking insane. Like, right. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, they were great. They were great. So and and if I'm they glad had- they did it, but it just kind of makes me question why I bother with all the other historical. Well, if
2: they had done it in French then we, I mean, I'm not a, a fluent or speak French at all, but yeah. if they had done that, then there would have been an outcry of, uh, you know, these, these American actors butchering the French language. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, the show Narcos, the first season, mm-hmm. I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that played Pablo Escobar, um, I think he's uh, his nationality is Mexican. Mm-hmm. no. I could be wrong. I, I remember hearing because he, he speaks in Spanish in the show. And to me, someone that is nowhere near fluent in Spanish, it sounded just fine. But people that are fluent in Spanish said that he butchered the language. I, I, I think Spanish was the second language or mm-hmm. you know, he learned it for the show rather. So you run the risk of that too. Um, you're going to upset people either way. You know, at, at this point we've seen so many other movies. If it's going to be set, in a an area with a language other than English, the kind of go to move in Hollywood is just give them English accents. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> don't even to, bother. To, yeah. to Ridley Scott's credit, though, I thought like the set designs were good. Like, I thought it really evoked yeah. like the time period yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah, everything and, else about it felt very, you know, fourteenth century. Yeah, 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 about. Yeah, I, yeah, I, totally. I
2: I thought they, yeah, I thought they nailed a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those things that I'm sad that the movie didn't do well as far as, I mean, I hope it made up some money and uh, it's streaming. Um, but every time a movie that tries to go for something kind of like this, they, it, it seems like it's these types of movies seem to be happening less and less. And then when they do try it, they don't make much money. There's not a good return. And I just feel like that's yeah. another stake in the heart, another nail in the coffin of like, we're going to see less of these um, just because a studio is not going to want to really go for it.
0: Right.
2: It's kind of like the Northman. I mean, that was, uh, you know, uh, I thought the movie was great. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody, but uh, it had a big budget. And it will, it
0: will be for me when I see it.
2: Yeah. It's coming to streaming it soon.
0: It's actually already there. Is it? It's where. Fair. Uh, you oh, can well, uh, rent it on Amazon on demand but it's like 20 bucks to rent it's right. like in theater rental, so it it's expensive, but you can Soon. watch it at home right now. It'll come down. Where, I can wear my fancy headphones and get the good sound, you know? Ooh. There you go. <laughs> so um I boys, you you wanna move on to movie number two here? Yeah. All right. Uh so our second movie is uh the one AJ picked for me and it is called nobody AJ talk to me about nobody. So uh, like the last duel it came out in 2021 which you know, pretty good year for films I might yeah might, not bad right I add uh, but it stars Bob nobody stars Bob odin Kirk uh, better call Saul and Breaking Bad and Mr. show yeah <clears throat> Bob and David humble beginnings for Bob Odenkirk. But anyway, Bob plays quite a different character than he's ever played before, and he's sort of this, like, boring father of two who, you know, goes through the motions of life every day. Um, But there's a a little more to this character than you initially learn. Um, And one night, intruders break into his house. His name's Hutch, by the way. <laughs> Great name, Hutch, Hutch Mansell. Some uh, intruders break into his house and he, he, uh, he thwarts them, but he it seems like he could have done more, but mm-hmm. held back. And then you sort of get a sense that there's a little more to this guy than just the uh, everyday, everyman husband, who can't get the trash out on time in the morning. Right. He's, um, there's a little more to him than that. And he finds out one night uh, that his daughter's bracelet was stolen or was missing as part of the, the intruders breaking in. They ended up getting a little bit of cash, whatever. So he goes out on a little trip, an impromptu trip to go find these people to get his daughter's bracelet back. And that starts him on sort of a, a, a bit of a, a journey where you find out, yeah, this guy is really dangerous. He has so, he, he's so dangerous, you can't even find out stuff about him If you search like the government, like if you're blackmailing a government person, like you, it's all redacted and hidden and blacked out and you can't find out anything about this guy.
2: Hence the title.
0: Uh, right, mm-hmm. Nobody. And he sort of runs afoul of uh, this, these, I guess is the Russian mob, right? And um, yeah, it kind of goes from there. But uh, I really enjoyed Nobody. It's not, I don't think it's breaking any new ground, but I really love Bob Odenkirk. And I think he showed that he can sort of carry a little extra weight. So the fight scenes are very violent. Um. It kind of gets away from itself, in my opinion, towards the end. Gets a little more bonkers than I thought it should have gotten. It was grounded for a little while, and then it got a little crazy. Um, but it's very violent, um, and I think Bob Odenkirk's awesome in it. So I asked DP to watch. We've all seen it, but I asked DP to watch it. So, DP? All right. So um, I gotta, I'll just... Right out the gate. I fucking love this. <laughs> I, I thought this movie was super fun. Um, So so I will say it does have, uh, it, you know, kind of follows that same script of like, you know, every time I get out, they pull me back in. You know, right. like the, the retired guy getting pulled like, back in. Or John but, Wick. Right? Yeah, it was very much like John Wick. And they, they share like the same writer. Um, right. But they did they did twist it just enough, where, with this one, like he wasn't really pulled back in. He just really was fucking bored and right. just wanted to go kick so people bored <laughs> like, like so he wasn't really pulled in. He was like, "I'm in. bored, I want to go fuck people up right The and impetus so he is, goes and does it. That's right, The great. impetus is that the bracelet, the daughter's bracelet's missing or kitty bracelet. Yeah. Oh, that's all it it takes, buddy. The couch the whole time. Yeah, that's (laughs) all it takes. That's all it takes, buddy. Well, he's he's been
2: trying to bang his wife, and his wife's like giving him the cold shoulder. Oh, and and, they got uh the
0: pillows in between them on the bed and stuff. Oh, yeah.
2: He can't get the trash out on time, and yeah. yeah. His son gets upset with him because like him not doing more. uh, When the 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 intruders came in, and he's like, yeah, and then he finds out the bracelet's gone. His his little girl's bracelet is missing. He's Mm -hmm. like, nope. That's fucking... Bad.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, like, the, the, the neighbor pump. is like, oh, I wish they came to my house. I'd kick their ass. And, mm. like, his co-workers oh, like, yeah. oh, what's the matter? You can't beat these people up. And, like, right, his brother-in-law thing, is trying to eat, give him a gun. And brewing and brewing. And he's just getting pissed. And <laughs> then those dudes get onto that bus. Yeah. ah, oh, so beautiful. As <laughs> that scene unfolds, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's so the fight the fight that whole fight is so well choreographed done like he takes that pipe and hits the dude in the throat and then he gives him like the uh, like uh, tracheotomy. the tracheotomy oh my god yeah. it's so make sure vicious. he lives yeah it's fucking great yeah and, and the great thing about the fight scenes too is like he's not invincible in these fight he's scenes. getting like his he ass kicked sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> getting fucking hit and like you know taking shots and going down and you know, but is still coming back and but he just gives out, out he gives out great.
2: more too. Right, yeah. right. They right. come at they come at him with a knife, he takes their knife and stabs them with it, and then right. somebody hits him over the back <laughs> of the head with a pipe, and then he takes
0: that pipe and breaks that guy's knee, and then yeah, it right. just keeps going. <laughs> fucking awesome. And, and, and there's uh like there's this little detail in this movie that I fucking loved. Um so like at the when he goes to look for so this is right before the bus scene he goes to look for the people that broke into his house and he's going to all the tattoo places yes yes oh my and god so I know what you're gonna say this one right and uh like you know they start giving him shit and they're like oh you shouldn't be flashing that much money around and he's like okay let me tell you something the only people that flash money around like this are people that are you know idiots people looking for trouble and people like me that are just begging you to try and take it. Yeah. And then, and then the funniest part is like he holds up the money and he sees the guy, the old guy sees the tattoo. He sees the tattoo on his wrist with Walks runs behind away. the door. Yeah. Walks like, thank you the the for dead your board. service. Takes off. Right? And so I it's like some old that. like Vietnam vet or something. Not he doesn't yeah. just take off, he goes behind a a a, a door. Pulled locks, like all the locks, locks the deadbolts. Yeah. Slides over the. <laughs> He's done. He's out. Yeah. He's not gonna go near this dude. And so, so what I love too is so that tattoo on his wrist is of like two playing cards, and it's a two and a seven. Which uh, so for all of you out there that dead don't man's play uh, poker. Two seven are the worst two cards you can start with in poker. And so, basically, what that tattoo is saying like, most people, if they're, you know, card players, they want to keep a couple aces up their sleeve. Right. This dude is such a fucking badass that he can have the worst two cards possible up his sleeve and still fucking beat you. Like, he is so badass, he doesn't need aces up his sleeve. He needs the worst fucking cards up his sleeve, and he's still going to fucking win. I thought that was awesome. Like, such a fucking cool detail yep yep, yep. so yeah, um, and that dude gets so afraid when he sees that tattoo. yeah and <laughs> the, the rest of the guys are just
2: like, because they see how scared he is, yeah it what do you do need, need to
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right because at first that that dude, that same dude's like that that ID is like twenty years old, blah blah blah, yeah. you know, he knows he's not really FBI, right yeah, now he, yeah stole, he's, he's talking he took shit. his dad's ID. yeah, like it yeah. wasn't even his ID. Yeah, and I, love that, that I love that. I love that. Shits his pants. And I, by the way, I love Christopher Lloyd as his dad, dude. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and again, like so, the end when it gets bonkers like that with fucking Christopher Lloyd and yeah. Riza showing up with fucking all these guns and just going yeah. just eighties fucking action movie crazy right i fucking loved it. i thought christopher lloyd was amazing <laughs> it was fun i was just was saying so like great. i think it got like almost two bonkers at like, yeah at the, at the point but i still love the movie i just thought yeah. like you know it, it, they dialed it up a little extra at the mm-hmm. end they oh, really did time. they dialed that shit up but <laughs> i love that uh you know, when they when he first sees him coming down the street to like try to take because when, when, you know, they first find out who he is and they, they're coming to get him mm-hmm. and uh, he locks the, the, you know, his kids and the wife in the basement. He's like, do not he's call 911. Do not yeah. call nine. 9- yeah, he's got the same. He's like, Don't call 911. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he fucks all those dudes up. And even after they tase him, put him in the trunk, then he finds his way out. He's got the fire extinguisher. He sprays it. They crash. He's like, he's just a badass.
2: Yeah, one of the guys through compl- and through. One of the guys is complaining about a cut. He's like, "I'm gonna need stitches or some shit like that." And they're like, <laughs> "Quit crying, lick your wounds." It's not like he's not that bad. And then he pops out of the trunk and <laughs> kills the rest yeah. of
1: them. No,
2: it's, um, I've never met a black Russian before.
0: <laughs>
1: I
2: get and that a lot. <laughs> right. And the and the
0: guy and the guy that he angered is a fucking psycho. The first time you see him, he does that mm-hmm. weird singing shit on the stage with the woman. And then he goes and fucking shows him how badass he is by breaking a fucking martini glass and fucking and stabbing yeah, the Yeah, the stabbing the shit out of that guy yeah. randomly. The no, guy like, that gave him oh, the yeah. dirty He's look. He's a five percent shareholder of the company. <laughs> Yeah, five more percent for us. Yeah, (laughs) our equity just grew. Yeah, (laughs) we have more equity now, guys. Yeah, whatever. They're just all psychos, you know, the Russian mob. Yeah. And he's, I mean, you know, some of the details you don't need to really care about all that much in this movie, but Mm -hmm. but you just got to care about like some of those little details, like DP was saying, the the card tattoo. And uh, just the, you know, once people kind of like in the know of those sorts of things. Find out who he is and their reaction to it. Yes, like people's like, reaction. Oh, people's reaction to knowing wait, John this Wick's is the after guy them. you're going against. All right, I'm right. Oh, Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> like the girl was like the girl that was doing like the digging on him when mm-hmm. she finds out she like throws the files at him. She's like, you don't even need to pay me. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for coming. Hey, you don't even need to pay me. I'm out of yeah. here. Fuck that shit. (laughs) So, which again, I fucking love that. And again, I I heard somewhere that that movie actually takes place in the same universe as John Wick. I can see So there is a possibility of a nobody John Wick crossover in the future, which would be amazing. Interesting. And (laughs) you guys, honestly, Bob, I think Bob, think Bob Odenkirk does such a good job. He's great, dude. As if like when i first saw that i'm like bob odenkirk is an action star again but then again i thought that the first time i heard liam neeson was gonna be fucking an action star and taken right and wrong both on both accounts because bob (laughs) odenkirk fucking ruled yeah he nailed it he nailed it i think he he can play that sort of I don't know what you want to call it, that like that. The unassuming bad. The unassuming a, guy. Yeah. That's
2: exactly what he was. Yeah. Cause he he came across as a, uh, a just the everyday white middle class dad. Um, right. He's jogging down the street, you know, he's taking the trash out to the curb. Uh, he, he's like a, a manager at a, a, a machine shop. Yep. Um, yep. yep. Just, everything ticks these boxes of just like, you know, everyday dude. And then oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> ends up being this top secret killer. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wanted to like this movie more because um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, be, you, know, you guys know, I'm a big John Wick fan. And I saw uh, that it's, it shares the same writer, uh, Derek Kolstad. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I loved what they were doing with John Wick. And even watching the trailer for Nobody, I could tell the direction before watching the movie i kind of had a sense of what they were doing and i was there for it i was like okay this unassuming dude that's gonna be out there fucking taking names but i was expecting more i guess uh i was let down in the sense that i was expecting more of a john wick kind of thing where not that he's invincible but you know how more, more gunplay or no just the sense that it, uh one of you guys mentioned it was kind of like a throwback to some 80s stuff.
0: Yeah, the the more mm. realism of John Wick. They they was this was right. realistic with the explosion no. and, <laughs> and that's and the at, at ridiculous the, traps he sets for people.
2: <laughs> you remember when he goes into the uh, I don't know if it was the Russian club or his bank or whatever, but mm. there's like the CCTV footage and Bob Odenkirk's walking around holding like uh, submachine gun pistols, like an MP seven. And he's just spraying them with like one hand. He's sauntering through the building and just one handed full auto, just like hosing people down like Arnold Schwarzenegger would. And I was like, okay, I thought we were done with that. Like, you know, that's like an old movie thing, but even that. I I, I, I liked it though. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that kind of I, the beginning of what kind of started to, because it was towards the end that it got to be too hokey. Um, but there was one part when I think he was talking to the black Russian. Um, and he's talking about one of the jobs that he was on and he was, uh, there to kill this dude and he's re- mm-hmm. recalling the story and there's a flashback and he says something about like a bread of nine, maybe And he's like, no, it was, a, it was an H uh, 45, um, but clearly on the slide it says like H and K nine millimeter. Nine millimeter. I fucking yeah.
0: rewound that part too. I was like, why the fuck did he say it was a forty five when they zoom in and you see it's a nine millimeter?
2: So everyone that bothered me. Not, too. not everyone, but 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 you and then one of my other buddies said the same thing. Like, why would they? Why would we say forty five when it clearly states nine millimeter? So maybe with you know John Wick's fairly accurate when it comes to this like gunplay stuff, mm-hmm. and I know this guy's been involved in that. So it makes me think that that was intentional
0: right cuz um, they zoomed um, in on it like they yeah, it, you it, can read it yeah they kind made like sure when, you uh, could see it so that
2: like a Lockstock, in, or not in Lockstock, but in uh, snatch when Bulltooth tooth tony was like is a desert eagle .50 mm-hmm. and you know and you you read it along the slide right um but i i love the idea of the uh just the white suburban dad that's out there kicking ass. Yeah. Um, and I like the character that is not invincible, so he's taking shots. That that bus uh fight scene was badass.
0: Excellent, excellent. It was, was great, yeah. yeah.
2: And there's the uh uh Christopher Lloyd when he shotguns those dudes in his retirement yeah. <laughs> badass. So there were some yeah. badass scenes in it. But then, by the end, it got to be. It kind of went away from. him. It went over. Shots. It got a little
0: over the top, right? right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then you know Christopher Lloyd and uh, Riza as a uh, sunset driving down the road. What are we going to do with all these guns? Ha ha
0: ha! You know, it's just like okay. <laughs> this yeah. is, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it turned it didn't, way eighties all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, it didn't nail the the, the sort of like uh, the the, the climax in the end. Yeah, it didn't really nail that part. But I did like so much of it. I, I did too, and uh, I loved Bob Bob Odenkirk so much. I, he was I did so too. I, good.
2: I, I I'm not. There was a lot of it that I I did like. There was things that annoyed me. Um, yeah, I can see that, and mm. I want there to be more because I think it's a great character. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I would just kind of wish that they would. It almost you know it almost kind of felt like a. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie The Equalizer with um, mm-hmm. Denzel. Yes, the the first one was like raw and like real, and the second mm-hmm. one he was like a superhero with guns, and that's this uh, movie Nobody kind of felt like that to me, but like in one movie where it was like right, it was building something that was this world, this cool character that was raw and real, and then by the end he was a invincible yeah. superhero, superhero with guns with like guns. Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> right. Bullets. They,
0: right? They got there in one film versus like. Right. Having, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, and, I, I can agree with that. It almost felt like two films. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Almost like a second director took over for the second right. and a half of the movie. Something
2: happened, yeah. right? The, the writer phoned it in. He was like, oh, yeah.
0: shit, I've only got two days left. And then, like, just, right. just scribbling Which something together real quick. Kind of sucks because, Mark, to your point, like, up to a certain point, that the movie is just like, it's moving at such a good pace. Mm-hmm. The, um, The scenes are are all like kind of jiving for me like that, even like they get through that bus scene. And then even once he gets assaulted at home by those guys, like all that worked for me, him escaping from that, all that. And then like, you know, and then after that, it's still great. And then it's RZA and Christopher Lloyd showing up. That's when it yeah, just goes. It, a lot of like that the is box, it, yep, the A yep.
2: team kind of yeah. comes together. But, but right, right, Bonin's that's a, that's, is, a,
0: that's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Odin Kirk is making these uh, these booby traps and stuff, and even then, like that kind of makes sense because he buys the metal shop and he starts making these booby traps. You're like, okay, and but then like Riza's like shooting dudes with a sniper rifle from like five feet away, and it's just <laughs> like very reminiscent of Navy SEALs with uh, Bill
0: Paxton and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Yeah, that, that didn't work as well for me, for sure.
2: Um, yeah. And the tattoo of... I like the it's the, the tattoo on Bob Odenkirk's wrist. Um, mm-hmm. Two things. On one hand, it's like a double-sided coin because on one hand, it plays into the story well. Um, on the other hand, in reality, a character of like what he is... Would not have an identifying mark so that some random guy is like, "Oh shit, he's this I, now super Now I can specter. tell who you are, right? Right. So, but you yeah, know, it I makes think sense. that, that was obvious,
0: obviously played for dramatic effect. But you
2: it know. is, you, yeah, you, you're not supposed to look into it that deep, right? <laughs>
0: like yeah. a lot of like a good. lot of the Thanks, stuff in Marky. this film. <laughs> no, like <laughs> a lot of this stuff in this in the film. I don't think it's meant to be, no. you know, taken. You know, you're not supposed to, you know, we're not showing this to film school students Mm-mm. and saying, this is a fun movie, you
2: know? It is. And um, I think, you know, at its core, I, I I do wish. And again, the ending just reminds me of the equalizer a lot too. Uh, Denzel Washington, I think it's in the first one, sets up booby traps in like a, a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Or the equal, okay. equivalent of, and okay. like has this mafia mob group come after him, and that's where he stops him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, so, yeah, they kind of sounds like they, they
2: phoned it took, in there at the end.
0: They, yeah, they took some cues from that film or whatever. Which, by the way, real yeah. quick, Marky, that uh, the equalizer, uh, uh-huh. all of that was shot all right around me. No shit. It's all like uh, Somerville and kind of like Chelsea and East yeah. Boston area. Yeah, like it. Like a lot of the places where he's walking down the street, I'm like, oh, I fucking know that street. Oh, uh, I, I, cool. I've gotten gas at that gas station. <laughs> you know, that's like, fun. So, yeah, I fucking love. It's always fun. It's like Knives Out. They're driving down the street in Natick and Knives Out Natick mm-hmm. Mass, and like. I'm like, oh, "Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right near the Middlesex Savings (laughs) Bank.
2: Yeah, that's pretty wild. So,
0: so, alrighty. Um, But uh, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, All in all, I give nobody uh, like a big thumbs up. Like I said, the ending does get crazy, but because Christopher Lloyd is just so fucking. Crazy and funny in it, and fucking Rizza is so likable. Mean Professor I kind of overlook it, you know, and and enjoyed it anyways, even though it yeah. was such a hard left turn from what started off as like a very kind of a, a pretty rounded movie. Oh, you know, honestly, it's an easy recommend for me to most people. I could I could yeah. tell I could fun recommend this. Shit. Most. Man, I love it. Go see nobody. It's it's a cool yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fun. Loved it.
2: The, the I, I really do uh, things that stick out to me. There's, like I said, there's some things I had one of my buddies, uh, right after he saw it, like he started texting me. He's like, you've seen the movie, nobody. And I was like, yeah, he's like, ah, oh, it's that movie sucked ass. And the yeah. first thing he brought up is like, what was it with that H and K USP 45? It's like, he was hot. He had a nine millimeter. He's like, what was, it? you know, so there, there are things that, uh, that stand out as mm-hmm. almost j- there's things in that movie that stand out almost as much as a bad as the good things do which is unfortunate because there are parts in that movie that I love. The bus fight scene uh, Christopher Mm -hmm. Lloyd Christopher Lloyd in his retirement home like silently killing these dudes while he's watching war movies and his caretaker comes in he's like turn that down. (laughs) That's just just good. Um, It's good good fun. I hate that they kind of solely uh, some of those but now talking about it more with you guys, I have to think that the, the, the misnaming of that pistol.
0: It to was be intentional. intentional.
2: Right. Because it's Why right they there. You can read it.
0: Yeah. Why'd they zoom even, in so you could read it if it wasn't yeah. intentional? But know?
2: even it would make sense if it was uh, intentional because his character is trying to remember what weapon he used. So he says a Beretta 9, I think. And then it, it flips back and he's like, no, it was an H&K. And he's an HK 45. And even then, like, you know, his memory is wrong. It says HK right. 9 mil. So I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. But, I wonder
0: what they're trying to make you think. Yeah. I might be looking I mean, into I, that I, I too mean much. It, it, I, you hear me out here. Maybe the entire end of that movie is just like his imagination. And that's why it's so fucking off the map and wild. And that's kind of when stuff became his imagination is when he told the story about the gun and it was a different gun. So I think you could even back it up behind Maybe. that. I, mean, I, I like that theory, but I think you could back it up a few hmm. steps of where
2: the house invasion first happened.
0: Right. And once that ended, that was the end of everything and everything else was same. like, man, I it. wish this happened. And yeah. like, I'm a cold blooded you know, killer up a story. Maybe like I'm yeah, out. like like that was like his wet dream, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. he is just this boring <laughs> suburban white dad, right? Mm-hmm. That could oh.
2: that's interesting. It's know. an
0: it's an interesting thought, TP. I'm kind of I'm, I'm here for it. Right.
2: That would explain why <laughs> it gets so bonkers at the end. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. He blows <laughs> the dude up with a claymore, duct taped to the front of a <laughs> ballistic shield.
0: Right. I know. I know. <laughs> and he lives. He's yeah. fine. Like I mean,
2: right. And you that's know, why, would, I, and
0: that's why it gets so hokey, even in like that final scene, you know.
2: Yeah, that's why so the shit out
0: of that place. <laughs> anyway, I think I think we've uh, talked this to, to death, but yeah, you know, it's but, an you know, easy it's recommend for one. me. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's good. And it's it's fun enter- to talk about. It's entertaining. So. It's an entertaining it film. It is so, an entertaining film Ardenberg. with a with a good lead, a good right. lead character. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, and
2: it it does uh, easy to root for. The first half of it is original, I think, and the, the way it's told and just, you know, it keeps you guessing. And, well, we kind of just spilled the beans on a lot of shit. But
0: yeah, go see it, people.
2: Yeah, it's
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. All right. So, that was nobody. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on to the last one. And this is a movie I picked for Marky. Uh, it is it can be found on Netflix. It is called Code 8. Uh, came out in 2019 it stars uh robbie amell and stephen amell of fucking arrow fame if you have a big fan of green arrow you know stephen amell uh carrie matchett is in it she was uh from like she was in 24 and shit great actress uh hang on are they brothers uh they are cousins but they look exactly the same and you would think they were brothers. I
2: didn't. Uh, yeah. I thought they did the
0: movie. I didn't realize yeah. they had the
2: same last name.
0: Yeah. They're, they're cousins, but they look very fucking similar. Um, all right. So yeah, this came out in 2019 and it is, uh, so it's based, it's set in this world where, uh, people have superpowers, like superpower people exist. And, uh, in this world, uh, using superpowers has become illegal and so uh all these powered people are kind of treated as second-class citizens and they're struggling to get by uh robbie amell plays one of these people and he uh, joins uh this guy he meets played by his cousin steven amell uh, to kind of start committing these crimes to make some money Basically, like he's uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's basically like a day laborer where he uses his superpowers to, uh, you know, like help with these construction projects. But that is illegal now in the this world. So if he gets caught using his powers, you doing uh, these construction jobs, you'll get fined and go to jail. And, um, you know, there's these like fucking androids that they deploy to kill people with powers if they get out of line and uh, it's a whole thing I I don't want to get too deep into it because I want to hear Marky's thoughts on it but uh, yeah that's a basic gist of it Uh, this struggling citizen joins up with these kind of bad guys to make some money to save his dying mom Uh, his mother's very sick she's uh, played by Carrie Matchett she has these like ice powers that are somehow killing her, and she she needs help. So uh, her son is going out and trying to raise some money to save her. Um, like I said that there's a lot going on with this movie. Um, it, there's a lot of themes of you know racism and classism and a lot of shit of how. You know, in the movie, these people with powers basically built the city. Like uh, they use their telekinesis and super strength to put up all these uh, like skyscrapers and build this, you know, city. But now that they've built so much stuff, they've built like robots and shit that can now do the work they used to do. And now that they're not needed the people in power are trying to keep them down which uh, I can is it's very kind of uh you know post slavery type thing where you know now you're not needed so we're afraid of you and we're gonna fucking do everything we can to keep you down uh, i I didn't want to get that deep into it you know marky you watch code eight uh Tell me your, your thoughts on the movie and uh, yeah, it, where, where are you at on this one?
2: All right. So I've got, uh, well, out the gate, I'll tell you, I did like it. Um, and I've got a, a, some things stood out to me right away. Um, mm-hmm. I think I did stumble across this trailer on Netflix once upon a time. And, you know, when some things get uh, crammed into a trailer, it doesn't do it justice. So I think this is one of them because I saw some trailer and I saw like some super powered, uh, pretty boy doing some things. I was like, next, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to watch that shit. Um, secondly, I didn't recognize uh, most of these people in the cast. I appreciate a movie where I don't know the, the cast it's just fresh to see people you don't, uh, recognized from other things it just Mm kind of gives it a different feel because you don't really know i think the only guy i really knew was the uh the korean looking dude i think he's from uh, from the
0: fashion that's right (laughs)
1: um
2: and then the uh, another thing that stood out to me in this movie right away was that it felt like it was uh a lot of the plot or at least the building blocks of the plot were borrowed from other films. Um, the first thing I thought of was the movie Freaks that we talked about once before on this show mm, about these uh, uh, people with uh, superhuman powers that are being pushed down in society. Um, and then when I saw these police androids, it made me think of the movie Chappie, which you know, these these robots in this movie look similar and are used in a similar way. Um, and then halfway through the movie, it turns into a heist movie. And yes. it, it just has all the classic elements. And by the way, to, well, before I go off on this tangent, or not even tangent, before I go off on this, the, the movie did have a lot of underlying themes that came out. Yes. Um, but I would be happy with, because the movie just kind of, touches on this heist, I would be thrilled with a movie that was a superhuman heist movie of this caliber. It almost felt like,
0: That'd be good, yeah,
2: when they're planning this, uh, uh, armored car robbery, it reminded me some of heat and, mm-hmm. but they've got these superhuman powers that they're employing to, uh, take down this convoy and get what they need. That, that would have been rad just to do a full movie on, you know, heist men,
0: Ant Man was almost that. Oh, you're right. It, it was, more, the 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 heist part was kind of shortened. But yeah, right, right. And I, Ant- I guess just, the closest we've gotten to that.
2: I guess I just like a good heist movie. Um,
0: I I fucking love heist movies. <laughs> but
2: and then. Uh, when he's somewhat early on in the movie, he's uh, working on this construction job, like DP was saying, and he's using his powers. The main character is what they call an electric because his superpowers, he controls electricity in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to be classified and you have to do all this. And he's unclassified and they have different classifications and uh, he ends up being quite powerful. Um, but so he's working on this job, the police come and they, they get everyone to come outside and, Everyone looks up. So there's this facial recognition uh, camera stuff. So there's a lot of kind of like modern things in there. Like, even though these guys aren't classified, they're still on the registry with their face. Um, And then it immediately goes into this thing of um, a a police brutality. Again, another thing that's throughout the movie, it's just this overstepping Mm -hmm. thing. You know, these you people disgust me. And they're just trying to keep a boot on their neck. Yes. Um and in that sense it reminded me of uh
0: X-Men. Um, no. X-Men, yes. This is very X-Men-ish.
2: Oh, X-Men too. I was, very what, was what was that movie with uh before Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? He was in that movie with uh Joel Edgerton, and Joel Edgerton played like a troll it was a Netflix movie or an uh, like an orc or ogre or some shit, and they were both cops.
0: Oh uh Bright. I think it was called. And that is, that's it. Yeah, there was supposed
2: to be a bright right. too, and then there was something that happened at the Oscars. Um,
0: <laughs> right. I can't remember fact, why, that, but something. bright was terrible. <laughs> but it, I enjoyed it. I, I, I it watched was all right. it. I I I liked it. And again, it was like this. It's right, very much using themes of racism and classism, and you know. Putting it in the light of aliens, this one's you know, people super. I feel like, but- I feel like, um, a lot of futuristic sci fi tackles those themes, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, know? they definitely do. Yeah. So, and that's you know, well worn trope in sci fi, I <clears throat> it, yeah. yeah.
2: So, you know, it's yeah, there's this this racist, uh, aspect to it, um, right. of how these, in like DP was saying, classist in a way. Um, but it, it is like they are treated like a minority. I mean, cause they are and that's in, so that they're, they're persecuted by the police and they're uh, the public looks down on them and is afraid of them. And so.
0: Right. Fear is a
2: big factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, so the, the movie on the outside is uh, seems kind of uh, I guess, hokey and plain but it, there is a lot deeper themes to it which by the end of it I was like damn that's I did not expect that out of you know this because like I said when I first saw this trailer uh, closer to when it came out I just passed on it because the trailer didn't do it justice it just looked like another mediocre right. someone trying to cash in on some superhuman powers you know avengers were going on and all that shit
0: yeah so right.
2: it, it it ended up being much more of a story than that um and it still had its you know real cheesy parts i mean it was the the trope of uh he's being drawn into this criminal behavior because his mom is sick and he needs to raise the money yeah um but and the 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 one cop that kind of trusts him yeah um yeah. So. Yep. But. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> and, and, and his partner, who who doesn't trust anybody. Yes. Yeah. He wants to be yeah. a dirty
2: cop. Like, let's plant yeah. some drugs
0: on him. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. Uh. Yeah. All, all well worn type things. Uh, understood. But, uh. Like I. I personally still loved the way they used all of these things. Um. Aj, you you watched this movie as well, didn't you? I, I i watched it uh today actually oh interesting all right good let's hear it but what, what do you think i don't i don't want to i don't want to you know you know uh shit on your <laughs> parade but i i don't know it didn't really land for me like mm-hmm. like we mentioned that these are well worn tropes right and i don't know that they did anything different with them in my eyes. You know, it's almost like a generic X-Men in some ways, right? There's like the electrics and the healers and the that like the uh, Stephen Amell's character can like physically like uh manipulate like your What's movement. Telekinesis, right? telekinesis mm-hmm. sorry. Yes, that's what that is. What Get I it together just, nerd. What I just described, Marky, is telekinesis. Um, then there's the guy that can read minds and all that. It's very, very mutant-esque. They, and they are mutants. But what... It, it was from the very beginning that it kind of, like, it lost me. So the opening really? credits, it, it, the opening credits, it's like this, like, turbocharged exposition dump about what's going on yes, in the so world. They, they'll let you know what the world is all about. Right. Yeah. And you, you get that through the opening credits. Instead of, like, mm-hmm. organically just showing me what's going on in the world. And well, I guess it's just the story they wanted to tell. No, me, so. no, I get that. I get that. But it just, it, it hit me in a, in a way that didn't work. And, mm. uh, you know, I didn't really enjoy, I liked, I didn't like any of the characters. I really didn't. I did. was, I yeah. I them. really didn't like any of the characters, or the, except maybe the mom, the mom was very sympathetic, but mm. she did a nice job and in, in making me, you know, cause she was dying and everything. Um, but I didn't like the the main antagonist who ends up like you think it's like somebody above this fucking putz, but it's like this dude that double crosses them. well-worn trope the double cross? Like right he, he double crosses them, and and sh- and his and his and his and his, and his, and his uh, cronies shoot everybody. Um, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. It just right, didn't right, work. Right. It just didn't work for me i i can see that and i gotta ask but, you guys like maybe mm-hmm. i'm just not i wasn't paying attention enough but what does code eight mean they, they oh, say that it at one point is, uh when a powered person is committing a crime Yeah. okay so we, every okay, time the police okay. were responding to when they were robbing code places, eight like, okay, we, okay we got code eight at the blah 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 bank gotcha and, gotcha 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 okay all right, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot yeah, of that, sense.
2: Yeah, that's. You I you also thought Marky, Marky, Mar-
0: you, you pay attention to like effects and stuff with the movies. Those drones, when they were flying around in the air, I thought they were much smaller. Yeah. And then all of a, sudden, yeah, the perspective. And they, was, yeah, you know, the perspective. All, was they sh- they shot one down, and it was like this gigantic thing fell to the ground. And I'm like, right. it was that big. Well, obviously, those two big robots got deployed out. Get deployed out of it, right? The guardians. Yeah. Yeah. They get deployed from it. They get shot down out of it. And they're like the size of a human being.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, like a 5'10 man, like the average size man, you know, they get dropped out of these things. I'm like, but when they're in the sky, like the perspective is so fucked up. Like I couldn't I thought they were like drones like I could buy on Amazon right. to fly around the neighborhood, you know, and then all of a sudden one gets shot down or the, I, I don't know if um he electrocuted it down, or he did like a he overloaded it or something, and it fell to the ground. I'm like, oh, it's fucking huge. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's like the size of a plane.
0: Right, right. <laughs> like a small size of like a helicopter. I mean, you know, like it was just like a big thing. Anyway, but it it didn't work. It didn't really work for me. And yeah, I, I can, I, I in the end, that. in the end, and and, and, and that whole like the ending didn't work. Like when he he like dragged her to the hospital to heal the mom and yeah, the that emotional, part there, the, that emotional awesome. the emotional payoff just wasn't there for me yeah see i liked know? that part i i like that you know like the whole time it, he's feeling like he has no other choice but to like commit crimes and go the wrong way in order to accomplish what he needs to accomplish and at the end, you know, morality overtakes him, and he's like, yeah. "All right, fuck it, I let you go." It, like, I I liked that. I, I liked that morality won out over, uh, you know, the government fucking pushing him down, and he still yeah. let, let let himself shine through. I I thought that was good. I, I mean, I can see how it it it, it is again well worn shit, but. Yeah, yeah. I I do love again. I so Stephen Amell is the star of Arrow, the long-running fucking Green Arrow TV show on the CW, that I absolutely loved. It's one of my favorite shows. So him being in this made me want to watch it. Of course, of course. But like honestly, like sci-fi is something that I watch a ton of. Mark, I know you do too. So and it hit at the movie. We have different reactions to this particular film, but. Mm. You know, I think that I've seen enough of these sci-fi tropes. Yeah, and like some said, of them are just done better than, than this is this X Men. This is X Men. Yeah, this is, it's the same thing of like To some, societal... to some degree, to some degree, yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It, it has those same things going for it, um, yeah. where it's like you know, like it's trying to it's trying to play those themes up, right? Uh, you know, which I just is, enjoyed is the obvious. way they did this one. Perfect. Yeah, okay. I, I thought okay. it was a good. Okay,
2: fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And I, I, could see, yeah, I, I could 100% see where AJ is, and um, I'm not going to try and talk him out of it. I guess for me too, I was, I expected a lot less, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Fair by, enough. Right. You know, I, I thought it was going to yeah. be horrid, I, and I was like, oh, it's fun, this, right? Yeah, it they actually shit, man. They put some <laughs> shit together here.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. and There's some like uh, good special effects and shit. And, yeah, not bad. Yeah,
2: like, great action it was, sequences. Uh, you know, uh, violent enough to where it got me, uh, got me going. Right, I didn't, <laughs> didn't expect. Yeah, to see guys get shot in the face. Like, oh shit! Um, but with the and kind of like what I was saying earlier too, how a lot of the uh, uh, building pieces of this movie. Felt like it was borrowed from others. And the, what I think is like the foundation of this movie, of these, um, uh, what do they call these mutant people in the movie? Um,
0: oh, shoot. Howard uh, Howard uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, enabled. Enabled. Enabled, a power. power yeah, enabled, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and how they're, uh, <clears throat> they're being kind of pushed out of society. I think that that movie Freaks uh, had a better. It, it, it did that better. Hundred um,
0: percent agree with that. It, but they told that it, story at, at a, a small, on a smaller level, right? Like, like a more intimate level, like with a smaller group of and, people, and like, they were more
2: persecuted yeah. too. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, and were I thought it was just allowed it just to worked. walk
2: around where, and and the movie Freaks, they were hunted down every one of them. And, and that had an mm-hmm. X-Men
0: vibe to it too, you know, with, the, with the powers. But I just thought they they did it so much better in that one.
2: Yeah. And, and the idea <laughs> of uh, sorry DP, but real quick, yeah. the idea of uh using um somebody with like a power or a, an alien race to signify like a skin color. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. like Star Trek started doing that shit. So I mean that's yeah, been around course. for a long mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I mean, were you gonna See, say DP?
0: Uh, for me, I, like I liked how uh, I can <laughs> They really hammered home the uh, kind of slavery aspect in this country. How <clears throat> uh, like slaves, black people were the ones that built this country, mm-hmm. and then uh shortly thereafter were like painted as like you need to be afraid of these people these people are here to fucking kill you be afraid of fucking these people that built our country right and and here's these people like what the fuck like we built this place why are you shitting on us so badly and i i think this movie like the painted that a little brighter than yeah other I agree. other ones have done it in the past. Like we said, like we've talked about all these other ones have kind of gotten hit around that subject. This one really fucking front and center shined a light on yeah. that. And I, I I appreciated that quite a bit. So
2: yeah. It it does um it you know it's it's kind of shitty um from mm. in in a way that uh they have to not have to but the you know it's a white person that's being persecuted and then so it makes it the white audience go oh
0: that's oh that's what it was like (laughs) yes i guess yeah sadly you know it's what people need (laughs) yeah
2: yeah to get you there you're like oh wait yeah that Uh, sucks
0: right so but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the way this movie handled that. Like, I, I thought yeah. they did it in a slightly different way than other ones. And so I, I, I kind of appreciated it. And I, I thought they handled it well. And again, I fucking love Stephen Amel and his cousin, Robbie Amel. So I, yeah, I, and I fucking yeah, love this I, movie. I do kind
2: of agree with AJ. You know, uh, none of the characters really kind of stood out to me. Oh, um, yeah. they, they all kind of just played their placeholder roles yeah. um but it's even when like some of the crew gets killed off when the heist gets double crossed right you know, i i felt like i i didn't feel as bad as
0: i should have right like you weren't upset like oh no that person right. died yeah. yeah right like the girl gets it didn't sh- have that, well, that yeah, girl, yeah. the girl in the crew there she gets killed you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. I guess she's gone Yep, she's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I guess she's gone. Well, what then else? They did this not so subtle thing. Remember when they first recruit uh, uh, Robbie Mel to to be on the team, mm-hmm. and they go to like um, steal that those barrels or whatever. Right. Um, psych. Psych. Yeah. Whatever they're stealing. It's a drug. Right. Whatever. And they're in that, and they're taking it, and you like the the deaf guy. He's like mm-hmm. picking up the barrels with ease and like grabbing barrels. Like, right. He's like, oh, he's got that's his superpower. He's strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, okay, it's a I, not I so subtle way of telling me that. <laughs> I did kind of like that guy.
2: Uh, you know, just the just the fact that they made him deaf and. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robbie and this, and this, mean, and this asshole. means
0: asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I don't know about you guys, but after he did it, I practiced it. I was like, All right, that, that's, how you, that's how you tell I don't someone you want to Anytime
0: I talk wrong. to Marky, I just want to make sure I know <laughs> that I should be doing that. You want to tickle my buho Hey-oh. Hey-oh. So, yeah. But
2: Code I 8, could, it's so on A- Netflix.
0: A- yeah. So, AJ, I know you. you, you didn't love it. But did you enjoy it at least? Did you? You don't re, do you regret watching it or not? Regret like it was not, worth an hour and a half. Not regret, but I I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it.
2: That's, right. that's that's a good point in what DP said though. The movie's ninety minutes. I mean,
0: it's it, it doesn't yeah, take uh, time. Uh, a quick 90, 98 minutes. But anyway, oh excuse me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, me. I I wouldn't say it was like uh like I regret watching it, but I, I didn't. I didn't like it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um t- talking about the themes, though, um, one that I, I kind of touched on, but uh, I feel like kind of needs to be brought back up um, was that uh, surveillance that they're they're doing, you know, with the drones. Oh yeah, yeah. You were mentioning it earlier with the aspect aspect recognition.
0: facial no. recognition, facial recognition,
2: and like there's cameras everywhere and these mm. people. Nineteen kept-
0: eighty four, my one of my favorite books of all time and these Big people are gun. kept
2: on a registry uh, even if they don't have their names, they have their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does, it's not a fingerprint. It's a face that they're, they're keeping in a database and that kind of shit. Yeah. So,
0: I almost wish they would have followed the, that pair of cops more. Yeah. And that, know, that could I be sp- feel like they, didn't, I th- yeah, they didn't I was thinking really about that when I watched it, I was like that, that could be a spinoff
2: on its own. These right. dudes were re- responding to code eights. Uh, they
0: didn't follow those guys enough. Where that you didn't one scene care about that that the good the guy that was the good guy cop. Uh-huh. Like you didn't you didn't end up caring about him enough because they just didn't flesh it out enough. Yeah. That, that one scene and they was gave you like two minutes of like oh he has a daughter that has powers and right so he's a, right he's sympathetic you know, yeah. and then, and and then like you finally two see him time uh, yeah that. Right. I, I almost felt like it was kind of um, half-baked. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just
2: didn't... Yeah. But remember that scene when... Uh, Maybe
0: that would have helped.
2: The two mm-hmm. cops, they they go to raid those... Uh, They, they raid that apartment complex. Yep. And they yep, go yep, yep. They go in with a guardian, and the guardian gets its head taken off by, like, yep. a plate, like a weightlifting mm-hmm. plate, and they, yep. they storm into the place. So that was pretty rad. Like, they could have...
0: uh, uh
2: right. 100% kind of could have had a story just with that. These regular ass human cops. Yeah. yeah, That have to deal with these dudes.
0: Seedy underbelly or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that kind of area. Where they had to deal with that that sort of danger.
2: Uh, Yeah. And the reason that they have these robot cops is because there's these people with superpowers that... They're dangerous
0: as fuck. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Can lift you up or set you on fire or electrocute you.
0: Oh, yeah. That was another power. You could... The girl that got shot, she could burn shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: So send in the robot cop first. And then that guy gets his head taken off by a, a fucking 45 pound plate.
0: And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was unlike the X Men, where like it, it felt like there were a lot more people with powers. And it mm-hmm. was like a standard set of powers. It was like the healer, the electric, the, yeah. the fire. Right. They,
2: they classified the tele- them.
0: They classified them telekinesis, the mind reader. You know, mm-hmm. the they, they, the guy that could get the invincible guy that got shot a bunch of times. I was like, it just whatever. Yeah. And then the Luke beefy, Cage. the strong, yeah, the extra strong guy. Like, there were there were mm-hmm. classifications for that. And yeah. there were more of them in society. That when
2: the, when the, uh, the yeah. guys are, when he's
0: picking them up at
2: work, almost like you would swing in front of a, a,
0: home, a home Depot, with a pickup pick truck. up illegal aliens. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I right. need an electric totally.
2: class two. And he's, yeah, he's like, I'm an electric. He comes mm-hmm. running up to the truck. But yeah, Yeah, so
0: right, so they were classed. They had those classifications, yeah, and a much larger segment of the population were powered or enabled or whatever, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and they were uh, uh, just unregulated. Yeah, and much more regulated. Yeah, early on in the movie, when they're doing that construction job, they they mentioned how, uh, or he's filling out that um, he's filling out that uh, application for a new job. And yes. there's a there's a segment that says, "Are you enabled?" And he's like debating if he should mark down yes or no. Um, right,
0: because all the regulations and all the like, yeah, stigma, he's, he's, stigma he's, and the
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. He he wants just a regular ass job. He doesn't want to say that he's one of these people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting movie. And like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I mm-hmm. wouldn't. That's again why I think we all love the pick a movie thing because i saw a trailer for this years ago and mm-hmm. glossed right over never would have watched it
0: yeah yeah, yeah i never would have watched the last duel but i, I mm. threw it on i think i probably would have eventually watched nobody just yeah. To, yeah, yeah yeah because i love bob odenkirk right but as, as our our pick from mr green for uh for the clue recasting which, by the way, Bob Odenkirk is Mr. Green kind of fucking rules. Yeah, and and, and Marky would have watched nobody anyway because the same writer as John Wick, like I did, there's re- I reasons for him to have watched that. You know what I mean? I sought that yeah. movie out. I was waiting right, for that. Movie. Right, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, a movie like Code Eight, which is certainly under the radar. Under the radar pick of the week. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those that if you look at Rotten Tomato, by the way, there's no consensus. It says 80%, but there's not a lot of critic reviews for it. So it's not something that was widely released. Maybe and I guess it's, a, it's a Canadian it was, film. Yeah, it not widely released. People would say it was the Under the Radar pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. CW. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know TW. We haven't heard from you all night. How, how the hell are you? I love little children. <laughs>
2: that well, we know that.
0: We already know that.
2: Duh. Duh. Is there anything nice else? to hear from you, TW. Uh
0: well what else you got to say? Who the fuck am I? I know nothing.
1: <laughs> Again. We
0: know that.
1: <laughs>
2: Again. Good, good to stop by. Remind us how you feel.
0: So, any anything be uh, be, be, before you go? We're to do a podcast. We're (laughs) we're we're doing one right now. What are you talking about? Come on, buddy. You're the CEO. Don't you know what's going on with this company? Sounds like this fake company. Jesus. He just comes in here drunk at the end of the I show, know, right? Yeah. He what the fuck? Shows up at the end and it's like, yeah, "Let's go to the movies."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, good. All right, boss. I don't even know yeah. what to say to that. But, <laughs> hey. I, I I know Marky usually would say, uh, her sploosh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel when I watch Outlander. <laughs> yeah, <Goodness>. Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, what the heck is that? A, what the heck is that woman's name in, in Outlander? She's uh, uh I don't
2: know. She's I don't know if to, I've really seen her. In she's good now. to look at.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she, she's, she's
2: attractive to ogle on yeah. the eyes. Yeah, I like to Easy look at her eyes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Slow down there, AJ. Hey-o! Heyo. <laughs> All right, I think we made it to the end of the tracks.
0: I, I believe we did. So, uh, again, something we should have said at the beginning of the tracks, and uh, Daddy forgot. Sorry, but uh, for everyone listening, hey, uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we're everywhere. We can be found at Movie Council Pod. Uh, and if you get any feedback for the show, you want to email us. It is movie council pod at gmail.com. And and my son, I expect another email. I expect it to be like constantly weekly, (laughs) weekly. And if you don't email, you can at least uh, rate and review the podcast. Wherever you're listening, you know, helps us out tremendously. So, yeah, just give give a quick uh, rating and a review. Yeah, and you know what? Dan, we want more emails from you because the 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 um the Guilty Pleasure TV show great question. Yeah. Mm. Love that. It was love I, that. I had love to admit. That. I watched Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh, love yeah. That. And, and if Tim $30. was here this week, he would have to admit he watches Temptation Island. Right, and The Bachelor and all that. And The Bachelor. Shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh yeah, TW loves The Bachelor. He tweets oh about God. it. He does. Oh my yeah. God.
2: <laughs> T-Dubs. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, you know they filmed a a season of that right down the street from me.
0: Yeah, the the Bachelor.
2: The Bachelor, yeah, the Bachelor. It was uh, some some gated community near here. (laughs) Unbelievable!
0: Lucky you. Fucking, I guess Bachelor. All right, well, gentlemen, I uh, I had a great time tonight. This was fucking. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess we'll be back again next week. Uh, not quite sure. Where we're going, topic wise, but we're gonna have something fucking good for you. Uh Hey, you boys, got anything before before we wrap it up? Any uh, last thoughts? Any last words?
2: No, I don't think so, man. I gotta let this dog out. About to bite my leg off.
0: Gypsy. I do. a Belfie. That's the Outlander. For, oh, <laughs> yeah. <hey-o. laughs> All right. Hey-o. Oh, she, I she she was in uh uh Belfast. Oh, I was, she? Yes. Yeah. How yes, was she? Yes. How was She was. She was excellent. Yeah, very, I heard Very it was good. good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not super exciting, but right. like it is excellent.
2: Strong movie. That's what yeah. I gathered. I need to see mm-hmm. it. So,
0: alrighty then, boys. Uh, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, uh. So everyone, like I said. Follow us on social media, send us an email, rate, review the podcast. And uh, we all, you know, Marky, AJ, myself would like to say thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, You're the reason we're here every week doing this. And uh, uh, you keep listening. We'll keep bringing it to you. So uh, thank you all so much. Good night. Night, night. Good night. Is that, not, is that not good? Or? The Movie Council is adjourned.